Hello and thank you for listening to episode 121 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is another of our Soundcheck interview shows and in this one I get to chat with Janet Gardner. Now if you heard the previous show where I chatted with John Edwards you'll know that that show was delayed a few times, one of those being because I was taken into hospital. Well this show with Janet was delayed quite a few times. We were originally due to chat last year, then we were due to chat in January and this ended up with Janet being taken into hospital. And this is one of the stories that you're going to hear in this great show. Uh, you're going to hear these great stories after I finish becoming a bumbling fanboy for a little while. <laughs> the thin veneer of professionalism that I tried to put on for these shows crumbles away in <laughs> some... I don't know. I just become a fanboy. I say at the start... I'm a fanboy and I need to get the fanboy out of my system, uh, and I do. So please um, feel free just to tweet whatever scorn you want at me <laughs> while you're laughing at me, just blabbering away for the first few minutes. So before then, <laughs> and with that embarrassing treat in mind, uh, let's have a listen to one of the songs from Janet's solo album. Great, great album. And the first song that we're going to listen to is called Rat Hole.
Hi, Janet. Yes. Hi, uh, this is Dave in Wales in the UK. Oh, nice to hear from you, Dave. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time today, Janet. I've been looking forward to having... Uh, a bit oh, of... it's my pleasure. Um, let me... I've got, I've got to take 30 seconds and just get the fanboy thing out of me to begin with because uh, I've been a fan since I first bought the self-titled Vixen, Vixen album back in 88. And so, of course, when I heard that you'd got a solo coming out, solo album coming out, I was so excited for it. Uh, and the reception has been... From what I've seen, it's been great across the board, and so it should be because you know it's such a it's such a great album. Uh, what's well, it? thank you. That's all right. Am I even more excited? I looked through my uh, gig diary earlier on today, and both myself and a friend we saw you with Vixen on the Revit Up tour over here in the UK in Manchester. Um, I even know the support band was Jagged Edge. I don't know if you remember the gig at all, but the support band was Jackie. I, I do actually. Do you? Yeah, yeah, we played. I think we played. Yeah, we played a bunch of shows with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was a. It was a what great, a great band. A, a very good band. Very good band. Yeah. And it's, and it's incredible that me and the friend that I went to that gig with are both going to see you next month in Manchester again. So we're, we're both looking all forward right. to that. Yeah. <laughs> So how are you? How are you? I know um, originally we were going to have a chat and then you had a bit of a shock after the gig at the Whiskey A Go-Go, didn't you? I did. Yeah, that was really, uh, you just never know what's going to happen. You know, it was just out of the blue. I mean, I for a couple of days, I felt kind of weird before that, a couple of headaches and stuff. But I mean, never in a million years did I think there was something like that going on, you know, that... I had subdural hematoma in my head. So, yeah, that was that was a bit crazy and um, pretty scary for a while. But, mm -hmm. you know, the longer time went by after the surgery, the better I felt and the more it became evident that I was really going to, I was going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it feels great to be back on stage. We've done a bunch of shows since then and I'm feeling good. I'm back at the gym. I'm... I'm ready to rock. Excellent. I love the quote as well that you've said that you are now literally a metalhead as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a titanium plate in my head, so I am literally a metalhead. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one thing to call yourself that. It's another thing to actually be that. That must take some explaining when you're going through the airport security nowadays. You know what? I was so disappointed. I don't even <laughs> set off the machine at oh, the no. airport. Oh, I know. I was kind of looking forward to that, to be able to go, you know, beep and then go, oh, I actually have a metal plate in my head. I just walked <laughs> right through. I've done it four or five times and it must not be big enough to set it off. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's good in one way, but it would be, it would be fun. <laughs> Got to admit. Well, the funny thing is now when I feel like right on the over on the side of my forehead where they did the surgery, I can actually feel a screw. Wow. Under my skin. Yeah, it's pretty trippy. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> well, well I'm glad I'm glad. <laughs> it doesn't you... hurt or oh, no. it doesn't hurt, but if I you know, if I rub my finger along there I can I can actually kind of feel it. It's kind of, it's very weird. <laughs> well, it's good that you're feeling better now anyway. And, you know, like you said, if you're in the gym and you're on the road to recovery and, and, and feeling good, that's that's all that matters. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm. I feel really, really fortunate that you know, not only that I survived, but I'm pretty much unscathed. I can do everything I did before. So Excellent. I feel really fortunate. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, that your solo album. Uh, you wrote it with your husband Justin, and you. I believe. Please correct me if I'm wrong. That it, it's all you and Justin that have, have put all the record together, isn't it? Yeah, we did everything ourselves. We, you know, at some there was a couple points we thought, well, maybe we should, you know, bring in some other people to play on it or to, you know, but we were so involved. And once we would do one song, we'd move to the next. And it just kind of snowballed. And, you know, by the time we were done, we were like, well, sounds good to me. Let's just, <laughs> let's just go for it. That must have been quite liberating as well, because obviously, you know, you're working with your husband. There's not, I take it, there's not too much pressure for you. And again, because it's your solo album, you haven't got the expectation of, say, if it was another Vixen album, you know, fans going, well, that doesn't sound like Vixen. You, you've got the, the freedom to go off in different directions, which you do on this album. Yeah, it, that it was a good feeling to just sort of, you know, we had no record company. We had no expectations from anybody. We just really wanted to do what we felt like doing. And, um, it, it, and we had no time restraint either. It's like we can finish this in two months or we can finish this in two years. It doesn't matter. Whatever we feel like doing, we, you know, we just did. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really a good feeling to not have a time clock and not have, like you said, expectations that it has to be a certain something that people are expecting or... And it was it went really fast too because we didn't have a lot of people to have to approve things. Yeah, it was pretty much if we liked it, that's all that mattered. That's good. Because so, there is there's such a great. I mean, mix. you want you want your fans to like it. You yeah. want people to relate to it. You want all of that. But at the end of the day, if it's honest and it's real, I think you have the best chance of doing that. Mm -hmm. Of you know, touching something in someone else if it's really from your from your heart yeah i was gonna say there's such a, a great mix of styles as well you know from the 70s classic rock through you know the 80s hair metal and the through you know the more sort of grungy side of, of the 90s and it's it, it it gels together as an album though thank you that's I, we, I was a little bit concerned about that it was like and some people have complained about that oh it's all over the place well it is but you know, I like a lot of different stuff, and so does Justin. <laughs> we both bring different elements into it that we like. And, you know, we thought, well, this is true, this is honest, and it is a blend of 40, 50 years of influences. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a lot of different kind of stuff in there. Oh, yeah, I think it's definitely a strength, you know, that you've had that freedom and you've used all these different influences. And there's one thing I always like to do, because I always like to uh, always pick out a favourite song, and then I like to ask if there's any stories associated with it. Uh, okay. But, and the one that stands out, my favourite song at the moment, and you know, it usually changes the more I listen to an album, but I've been listening to this album for a long time now, and I, lo I, mean, I love all the songs, but I really love Let It Be Over. 
there's something it's ah. that almost sort of ethereal <laughs> beginning to it and then it's got the awesome guitar riff part way through it's just one of those songs that it's it's stuck in my head you know you sort of wake up and, and it's in your head is are there any stories associated with that well not really justin and i both have kids and we're really concerned about what the world is going to be like for their kids and mm. So we just, we spend a lot of time talking about that stuff and, you know, what what's the environment going to be like for them? What's the political climate is going to be like for them? What's, you know, are they safe going to school for crying out loud? Mm -hmm. So many concerns. And um, there was one day I was just, it just popped into my head, let it be over all of that bad stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it, there, there is a positive message in the middle, of course, that just says, hey, we all want the same thing. It's just compromise. No one's willing to compromise to get anything done because people are so divided on two different sides of every issue. I mean, a lot of that is, of course, I'm talking about here in America. Yeah. Um, but it's just, there's so much muddy crap that you have to go through to get anything you know any laws passed that will really make a difference for our kids and so yeah it's a it's a real personal thing and some people are like oh you know you're getting political it's like no we're being anti-political <laughs> yeah like stop with the politics and and you know let's compromise enough to make a difference the sandy hook shooting took place in the neighboring town from from me and okay. i literally drove past that school the night before the shooting Whoa. my a friend of mine was having a christmas party at and she lives in newtown and i drove right past it the night before it happened and the next morning i was in a class at the gym and somebody came in and said there's been a shooting at sandy hook elementary school so the class just stopped and everybody left and you know it just sort of followed the story all day and it got worse and worse and worse and mm -hmm. worse at first it's like well you know there's not a lot of information but there has been a shooting and one teacher was transported to danbury hospital and little things like that and then all of a sudden it was like oh the, the gruesome nature of it all sort of came to light and of course i ran right to my son's school and got him out of school immediately yeah and brought him home because he was in elementary school at the time he's in high school now um but you know those kinds of things are just ridiculous it why is. can't we fix that you keep I, I drop my son off at school every morning thinking god i hope he's safe i hope nobody crazy person with a you know machine gun comes in and mows down a bunch of students. It's just ludicrous to me. Yeah, it's, it's so anyway. Yes, it's, that, it is. There it's, are it's a crazy lot though, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. It's crazy that you know you even have to think that when you're dropping your child off at school. It's just it's just wrong, isn't it? It's totally wrong. It's totally wrong. You can't. And it's it's all about compromise. There are the anti-gun people, you know, who don't want any sort of all they want is gun regulation and, you know, no beefed up, no guns at school. But I think on the other hand, you know, they want the 
gun people want teachers to have guns, which is ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. It's like it makes sense to me that, OK, you know, get a police task force, people who are trained to carry guns. They carry guns to protect us anyway. Put them at the school. And then, yes, do some regulate guns better. There's no reason people should be walking around with military weapons. It's dumb. Yeah, it is. Makes no sense. So, you know, it's, it's people are so far on one side or so far on the other side that nothing gets done. It's so, so stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll stop rambling about that. <laughs> no, it, no, but you fun. did ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I think we're kind of lucky over here in the UK as far as uh, with guns and stuff goes. But even even with that, it's sort of slowly creeping in. It's you know, it's worldwide. Everything's just going crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it really is. And you know. I, Like I said, everybody wants the same thing. So why is it so hard to get some things done to make things better? I just don't get it. So there's things like... Well, actually, I do get it. It's money. Yeah, yeah. It's all about greed and money. And that's what's stopping things from being better for the regular Joe on the street. Yeah, that's it's always money. And that sucks. Yeah, that's the bottom line for a lot of the bad things, really, isn't it? It's... cash yeah it is so you you have all these things like going through your head obviously as you're crafting songs together and i know you've got you've got one of the the songs and it was um it was the last video that you put up and it went up on on youtube was candle and it's about your parents isn't it it's a very emotional song and you know you've sadly now lost Mm -hmm. both both of your parents what's it like constructing a song like that's so personal to you like that is it is it harder or is it easier because it's you've got that more of an, an emotional attachment to it well, it's it's both because it's obviously you have to kind of go back to that that grief and that place that, you know, you want to be in denial and you don't want to think about it a lot because you have to get on with life. Mm-hmm. So that's difficult because you have to sort of conjure up those emotions again. And sometimes uh, you'd rather not. Um, but it is very therapeutic, too, to kind of get something out and share something with other people who can relate because every single night after the show, I have at least two or three people come up and say, you know, I lost my best friend. I lost my mom. I lost my daughter. I lost, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that song really spoke to me. So that, that's beautiful. Are you and Justin still? Can't beat that. You and Justin still writing songs now? Is that yeah? I've got to ask. I know that this latest album hasn't been out that long, but is there any more new material, or or is there any songs left over from this one going forward into another album? Um, We do. We have a couple of things that we started working on, you know, with the other batch that we released, and a couple of those we still still tossing some ideas back and forth. And then we do have a few new ideas, but nothing, nothing complete yet because we're both so darn busy. <laughs> you know, is, yeah. we're, we're playing a lot and we, we have kids and we have everything so much going on. I don't even know actually how we found the time to do the first one because <laughs> we're so busy. But it was winter and there wasn't a lot of Vixen shows going on. Um it was cold and snowy all the time. So we just kind of hung out in the studio. But this year, obviously, 
you know, we started playing some shows and then of course I had my, my event. <laughs> so I had to lay around for two months and do nothing. Yeah. Um, and now we're getting back out. We're going to play a lot. I have a lot of Vixen, um, festivals and some really cool shows coming up this summer. So yeah, we probably won't nail anything down until winter comes again. Yeah. Then we'll probably start working, working on it again. Any new music from Vixen as well? Well, we have a live album coming out mm -hmm. um, in June, and it has a couple of little extra ditties on it. Uh, it does have actually a new old song. It's a song that we used to play, and um, we reworked it in the studio with Michael Wagner. Oh, excellent. So that came out really nice. And we also did... Um, an acoustic version of an old Vixen song with Michael Wagner that came out beautiful too. So that's what's happening in that camp. That's good news. That's all good news. So it's suddenly you've got, you're coming over to the UK, you're playing, I think the first show's in Edinburgh on the 23rd and you play Nottingham, mm -hmm. Manchester, uh, London. The dates for all of these, of course, for everybody listening, will be up on our website on the notes for this show. Uh, I, for one, am definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, in Manchester again. Um, hard to believe that it was all those years ago that the Revit Up tour was happening, which is, you know, where did those years go? Oh, I know. It is crazy to think about it, you know, but when we get up there and play, it feels the same. Yeah. It really does. It's it's really funny how it's it's kind of frozen in time. <laughs> so, Yeah. It, it has been a while, but like I said, it really doesn't feel like it. No nerves at still all? Still feels. Is it st you still? Um, How is it when you step I still up on do, stage? Yeah, yeah, of course, because, yeah, it usually I have kind of a delayed reaction. <laughs> People go, are you nervous? I'm like, no, no, no. And then about literally about five minutes before showtime, I, it all hits me all at once. So yeah. usually the first couple songs are a little nerve-like, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous, and and then you settle in, and you know you see the crowd smiling, and and then it's just fun. Yeah. Is there anywhere that? And you of course, five minutes before the show, I also have to pee. I've got all my clothes <laughs> on. I've got my you know my wireless pack on. It's all connected to my ears. Everything's ready to go. And it's like. Oh no, I got to pee. <laughs> so that's, you know, I've heard from other people that happens to them too. So I'm not the only one. <laughs> that's good. At least, at least it gives yeah. you a little bit of time to go before the show. <laughs> Even without Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anywhere that you'd still love to play? Is there anywhere that you haven't played yet that you would still like to? Well, we were supposed to play in Australia with Dixon years ago. Mm -hmm. And it, that's still never happened, and I would I would love to do that. Um, I'm glad we're coming back to the UK because I always love playing there in Europe. Mm -hmm. And we've never done any like of the Eastern Bloc countries, and okay. I would like to do that too. Yeah, I take when it we were on the Deep Purple tour, they went there, and we came home and did the Aussie tour or something else. Yeah, maybe it wasn't Aussie. What was it? Something else. We had to come home to the States to do. So we missed that part of the tour and I'm kind of sad that we didn't get to do that. Yeah. 
it must be tough as well. I take it you don't really get too much time to see where you are as well. You know, it's traveling and sound checks and the show, is it? Yeah, when we did the Scorpions tour, um, that was our first European tour, and we really didn't see much. We sort of saw hotels, the bus, and the venues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next time we kind of took a vow, Cher and I especially, we said, we are going to get out, we are going to see these places. So when we toured with Deep Purple, uh, we actually got out and did a lot of touristy sightseeing kind of stuff. We took a boat ride in Paris and we did, you know, we did a lot of stuff. So that was good. We, we didn't want to miss, we didn't want to miss it. So we didn't party as much. We went to bed, (laughs) we went to sleep earlier so we could get up, but, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. You got the payoff at least seeing where you were. So that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we did. We could say, hey, I was in Paris and I did go to the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what there is in Manchester that you could have a look at. Um, but hopefully you'll, you'll get the time to have a look, a look around the UK while you're here, at least. Definitely. Uh, you know, Justin and I already talked about that. We're going to we're going to do that. We're going to beg people. Will you take us around tomorrow and show us some stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we'll have some takers on that. If anybody wants to, you know, drive us around and look at some cool castles or something, we're down for that. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a castle five minutes from where I live here. So if, if you and Justin want to come into North Wales, <laughs> I'll happily show you around the castle here. All right. That sounds good to me. <laughs> Well, I know. Yeah, I, there's some great stuff to see. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I know you're really busy, and I do thank you for your time, Jenna. And I do, while I've got you on the line, say again, uh, just congratulate you on a, on a great album. And it's so good to have some new music by you. It's, it's, it's been great cranking it up loud and playing it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you like it. That I feel great about that. Oh, I love it. So, love it. Manchester, we will see you there. Would you do me a favor? Sure. And... You have, do you have my, my phone number, right? You called me on it, right? Yes, I do, yeah. Can you, can you text me before the show and remind me to put you and whoever else on the guest list? Yeah, sure, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, just remind me because I'm, I'm not very together with that <laughs> stuff. But if you remind me, I'll make sure you get in and, and get taken care of, okay? Oh, that's really nice of you. Thank you, Janet. We're both so looking forward to seeing you again. Great. I'll look forward to seeing you too. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. Well, give all our love to uh, to Justin from over here in the UK, and we'll I'll s- do that. We'll we'll see you on stage next month. Great. Thanks, Dave. All right. Thanks, Janet. Bye bye now. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another show. And there we go. So I'm going to see Janet in May. May the 26th in Manchester. If any of our listeners are going to be there, please hit us up on our social media. Let us know. Maybe we could meet up there. That would be great. Uh, I will try and keep calm and collected when I meet her, which hopefully we will for a photograph. And I won't revert to that bumbling fanboy again that I was at the beginning of that interview. (laughs) Sometimes it just happens. I make no excuse and I'm not ashamed. (laughs) I'm a fan. (laughs) And so... 
our website, of course, 60minuteswith.co.uk. There's a contact us form on there, should you wish to contact us. You can email us direct too, which is contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. We're on Instagram and Twitter at 60 Minutes With. We also have the YouTube channel. Uh, Chris still doing a great job with his retro reviews on there. I make a point every week of watching them on the TV. Pour a cup of tea, pop my feet up <laughs> and watch Chris as he inevitably starts swearing at whatever game he's playing. <laughs> so, yeah, please check those out, too. Right, that's it. That's the end. That's the end of a show. Uh, it's worked out that we've had three soundcheck interview shows quite close together. Uh, at the time of recording this, we've got no more soundcheck interview shows, but there is an interview show coming up quite soon. Uh, I'll tease that out for those that don't follow us on our social media, uh, because if you do, you'll already know who it is. There you go. I'll just I'll leave that hanging there. So to finish the show, uh, we talked about this on the chat with Janet too about the song uh, "Candle" and what it means to her. So we're going to play out with Janet Gardner and "Candle." i